Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Welcome to the 75th, yeah, you heard that right, the 75th episode <laughs> of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. For the episode Prisoners, I am your host uh, for almost 75 episodes. I uh, missed yes. a couple here and there, but but that's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm Michael Cohen, and with me as always is my faithful co-pilot, uh, Matthew Krinky. Yes, what's going on? Our, our 75, you like that little Spanish I threw in there for our <laughs> Spanish listeners. Hey, no, man, 75, that's crazy. Um, shoot, I've been around for, I don't know, what, how many is that? Uh, or so? Pretty, yeah, pretty pretty quickly on, because yeah, I mean, we only yeah. had the first season, and then you came on. And I jumped on board, First episode yeah. of the second season, so you've been... This is this will be your third season. Third season, yes. It's been so. fun, man. And it's always a good time talking some Clone Wars. So what's been happening with you? Anything? Uh, have you gotten your, you know, last episode we talked about your... Uh, <laughs> the cliffhanger? <laughs> your your Blu-rays. did my Blu-ray your, did, your Blu-rays did come, though, I'm, you were saying, right? They, they did finally <laughs> show up. They did. Uh, actually, I mean, I guess, what, what day do we record? Tuesday? Yeah. And I think they showed up on wednesday possibly maybe oh, it was right, right. okay i don't know i don't know i'll check my I, my tumblr feed because i posted a uh, an exciting oh. post an excited <laughs> post i should say on tumblr oh, yeah uh the day that i got them because like i was just so psyched yeah but uh so you're a little behind in watching but that's all right you'll, you'll catch up quick yeah um, yeah uh well you know i've i've watched uh we were talking about this earlier i've watched all of the bonus disc for um for the original trilogy and i'm i'm i guess a third of the way through the uh the prequel trilogy bonus disc Mm -hmm. and then uh, and then i'm going to move on to the documentaries um and uh so far i like what i see you know i mean there's so much content it's gonna take it's gonna take all of us a long time to go through it i think but yeah definitely um, still going through yeah even when you get through all the all the bonus stuff and then watching the movies, and you can go back and listen to all the commentaries that are on there. So yeah, yeah. Just, it'll take a long time. Yeah, that's my that's that's the big project, right? Is to go through and to listen to the commentaries. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I got it last Wednesday. Just checked on that. Um, yeah, finally showed up. And Am- Amazon, <laughs> wonderful company that they are, ships in Canada with Canada Post. 
and uh, Canada Post is really fond of just taking a really important package like that, you know, one that's worth uh, over $100, and just leaving it on the front doorstep. Yeah. Not ringing a doorbell, not knocking on the door, just yeah. leaving it there on the front doorstep. Wow. Um, which is a, a complaint that I know I have to, uh, I have to make. I, I forgot to make that complaint yeah. last week because I got so excited just to watch it. But, um, but yeah. Cool, cool. Um, well, shoot, let's. Uh, you want to jump into the news then, since we're. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right, let's jump into some news. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. <laughs> Alrighty then. You know, let's start off uh, with on the news there, Mike. Um, some novel stuff coming out. And uh, there's some early praise for the Dark Plagueis novel. And uh, Del Rey had quote and this has been kind of all over the the uh, star wars websites he said uh, just finished reading an advanced copy of star wars dark plagueis and it's mega plagueis the wise is a worthy master to palpatine which brings me to the biggest win lucino nails palpatine nails him not only that he makes him even more compelling character without any without in any way diminishing his potency he is the man and in this in this book i wish he were my mom's boyfriend that's the quote. But, uh, you know, that's cool to hear that. And this is another, this is a character that I've, uh, ever since episode three, I've been intrigued with because they talk about him in the movie. He's the mm-hmm. master to Darth Sidious. And I'm really interested to, to read about this. I can't wait for this to come out. It is coming out uh, both in card cover and audio formats December 27th of this year. So I'm looking forward to... Uh, a little Darth Plagueis. What do you think? You, that character uh, interest you at all, Mike? I could care less. No, <laughs> serious? Yeah, yeah, really? I could care less. Oh, okay. Um, I like. I don't really get into a lot of the novels. Um, I, I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to try and keep up with stuff, particularly the Clone Wars stuff. Um, and I mean, like back in the day, like between episodes two and three. Mm-hmm. But I. Uh, I don't know. I just really don't have time to read kind of mediocre novels anymore, <laughs> like I did when I was in school. So um, everybody likes Lucino, though. I mean, I've heard. Yeah, Lucino. Say. He's a he's a good he's a good writer. I, I mean, he did. Um, uh, which which ones did he do? He did. I thought he did the Darth. Um, yeah, did he do the Rise of Lord Vader? The Rise the, of Lord the Darth Vader. Vader one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. I didn't read it. I got it on audiobook through Audible. Yeah, back in the too. day when when Audible was one of our sponsors. But um, yeah. yeah, don't go to Audible because they never gave us any money. Yeah, they, even though we sent lots of people their way. Because I, yeah, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still annoyed by that. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, uh, they were our sponsor for a long time, and yet I've never seen a penny. Uh, huh. But I, but yeah, I mean, back when when Audible sort of first showed up, and I, I think I got them got that through like the Forcecast or something when they yeah. they started yeah. uh, their sponsorship with Audible, yeah. um, and uh, I don't know, I enjoyed it, but but I mean, they're kind of they're so few and far between with the good ones, and when it comes to a character like Plagueis, I mean, I just really can't be bothered. That's just that's just where I'm at. Like, 
there's there's way too much to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I really do expand in universe anymore is the um, the the comic mm-hmm. uh, invasion. Mm-hmm. That's that's about it. Just mm-hmm. just that. Just the, which is the New Jedi Order. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, never mind. You won't be interested in this one then. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, I, I am. Too. I is am. This, though. this is the third one in the Plagueis series, or the second one? No, you're thinking of Darth Bane, I think. Oh, uh, that's Bane. Okay, yeah. He's gonna be on the third one, and Bane, I like the first couple of those. Less about then, like Plagueis, at least like has a connection to the actual yes Star Wars saga. Yeah. Whereas Bane is just like I don't know. It's it's just this thing of like they keep creating these Sith lords, and every time they do, they take away from the ones that we already have, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and they, they always just seem so uninspired. Like they're just evil. They're just mm-hmm. bad guys, yeah. you know? Um, like, I, I don't know. And I haven't really read, uh, the, the legacy stuff, but Darth Talon just to me does not seem like an inspired character in the least. She is just a Twi'lek with Darth Maul's markings. Like that's, mm-hmm. that was, that was the meeting. Right, they just went like, "Well, we need a Sith Lord for this new series that's in the future. What do you guys want to do?" And somebody was like, "Wouldn't it be really cool if there was like a Twi'lek girl, because that's really popular with the action figures and the statues." But you know, we take something that everybody else really already likes in Darth Maul's markings, and we put it onto a Twi'lek girl. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was the whole methodology of the creating that character. And I feel like a lot of these characters are like that. Um, Bane is another one that is like, I, I don't know, where did he come from originally? Did he come from like the comic books or something like that? From, uh, that's a good question. I don't um, even remember where Darth Bane comes from, but, um, he just seems like, I don't know. He's just, he's like Revan or any of these guys from like the video games or anything like that. Like he's just, he's just a bad guy. Like mm-hmm. he's, oh, he's just a bad guy. That's it. Well, 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 why is he a bad guy? I don't know. He's just evil. It's like <laughs> with the emperor, we don't really need that, that understanding of him because like, that's part of the mystery of his character, mm-hmm. but we do know like, but at least we have some motivation for him, right? Like he's just, he's been trying to, to get his, Oh, uh, Jedi versus Sith. That's what it was, which oh. was a series. I think series, yeah. was right. where he came from. I think, uh, he may have been even the role-playing game but i don't know um but yeah i mean with with uh darth sidious he's kind of got the background that you know he's been planning all this stuff forever and that's at least something right whereas with Mm -hmm. darth bane i don't know well that's the reason yeah that's the reason i'm wikipedia entry is really big but that just means that he's been featured in a lot of stuff right it doesn't really mean anything about the character Mm -hmm. but well, that's I think you said too is uh, is even in, even this review talks about it is it has a great story about Palpatine, so that's another reason why I was you know interested in it too is because obviously Palpatine is a major character in the Star Wars universe, so we're going to get a little bit of his um, you know background and how he started. So that's kind of what intrigues me just as much as uh, Plagueis does. So, mm-hmm. um, but you were talking about uh, Blu-rays and of course, sorry, I just have to make a correction. Oh, okay. The first time Bane was mentioned was apparently in the Phantom Menace novel as the creator of the Rule of Two. So oh, I guess that's okay. his uh, his claim so to fame. Episode one, okay. But, yeah. 
good good uh, tip there or good. Uh, um, so yeah, you were talking about uh, the Blu-rays, and of yeah. course they broke the record. Was there any was there any uh, doubt on that? Not in the least. No. I mean, even with that's the thing. Like, can you imagine if they were like? So not only are we going to release the special editions with all of these new changes and stuff, but we're also going to release the unaltered Blu-rays like, mm-hmm. like they did you know, with the DVD releases that they did a little while ago that had the special edition and then the original version, the theatrical THX versions, mm-hmm. um, which aren't even the theatrical cuts, but whatever. People, people want to call them the theatrical cuts, but they're actually not. Mm-hmm. Um, but had they released it with those unaltered pre-special edition cuts, they would have sold even more because there were a lot of people who didn't oh, yeah. buy based yeah. on that, right? Because they're waiting for those mm-hmm. to come out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, holy smokes. Yeah. Like, they have sold, let's see, what is it? North American fans purchased 515,000 copies. Yeah. Worldwide, the set sold over one million copies. And this was as making, of a week ago, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, making over eighty-four million worldwide, and thirty-eight million of that was in the United States alone. So, mm, yeah, like that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, number yeah. one pre-order and catalog title since the launch of Blu-ray. And you know what? I mean, I'm tell you what. That's when out when the DVDs uh, players came out. Of course, everybody was like, "When?" and I was too, when is Star Wars coming out on DVD? Yeah. And the same thing with Blu-ray. Once it won the format war, it was, you know, when are we going to get this on Blu-ray? And, uh, yeah, I guess the fans have spoken. Even with the changes, um, good and bad, it still just blew the doors off the thing. So, um, yeah, Star Wars is... By the way, I noticed a change. I noticed a change that I, I haven't heard from anywhere else. Uh-huh. And I don't know if there's a website, you know, that's uh, collating all of these changes. But if there is, and if one of you listeners is, is in charge of one of those, then here's one for you that you may not have seen yet. And this is only because it's my favorite sequence in the entirety of Star Wars. Uh-oh. And it's the, uh, the Death Star escape. Mm-hmm. When when they bust out of the Death Star in, in A New Hope, and they, they fly out on the Falcon and Luke and Han jump in the in the the guns on the Falcon. Mm-hmm. There's I can I I'd have to go back and double check with my original like with my special editions, but um I'm fairly certain when it comes to the digital shake that like as when they get into their seats, there's like a sound effect of something flying over them which I I suspect is supposed to be like the the um the tie fighters mm-hmm. approaching them or flying over and uh, and there's a digital shake added that wasn't there before. Oh. Um, yeah, which I was kind of like, I don't think that was entirely necessary, but it's there. Yeah. So, huh? I have to check that out. Just yeah. something I've noticed because I haven't really watched much yet. But yeah, you, you haven't even got into the uh, movies yet, right? You're just you're still going through all the special stuff. No, right? I have a friend that we're we're planning on going through and making our wives watch the. Uh, Oh, okay. The entire saga with us again. Okay, so. cool. cool. You going to go one through six or what? Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna go one through six. Okay, in the order. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. Have they seen that? Have they seen Star Wars before? Yes. Okay, so they already know all the enzymes. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, so the last thing we got is, hey, the Old Republic has a release date. Wow, December twentieth in North America is when it's gonna drop here, and. Uh, I was a little shocked to see some of the uh, prices. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be so expensive. 
to play <laughs> the old republic do you see this dude same this prices as every other is it really yeah because okay because i've never played one so i have no idea what the the prices are but you're talking um let's just say a year subscription is going to cost you roughly almost 160 dollars per year mm-hmm. to play this thing holy smokes i didn't <laughs> what the heck did i get myself into yeah that's um so you're saying that's normal though huh Fairly normal, yeah, yeah. Like this isn't that different from World of Warcraft or, or anything like that. One hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and you have to, and you have to buy the game too. Plus, yeah, plus. Like the you got to spend the sixty or seventy dollars, however much they're charging for the actual game. Mm-hmm. And they have special edition sets that come with extra stuff. So there's actually three versions of it that come with different bonuses. One of which coming with I don't know whatever the Darth. Darth generic bad guy from yeah. this one. You know. Well, you get 30 days free, and then after that... Yeah, big deal. <laughs> after that, you got to start forking out the big cash yeah. for this thing. So, um, But that's cool. you know. I, I guess uh, if you're saying that's the normal, then it's probably not a big shock to anybody else. And I guess for those of us who've never played a MMO, I, I, like I said, it was a little shocking. Uh, but hey, oh well. Yeah, I. You know what? I have a couple of friends who work at uh, at EA because we have a EA. One of the EA headquarters is is here in Vancouver, and mm-hmm. it, it's actually about ten minutes away from my house in Burnaby. Um, and uh, and they didn't specifically work on the Old Republic, but they know people that were working on Old Republic because EA bought Bioware a couple years ago. Mm, okay. And. Uh, and like they weren't working on the game itself, but just with quality assurance and that sort of thing, mm. um, testing the game, beta testing it, and all that. Um, and uh, the, nobody's really all that impressed with it. After all of the things that they've said about you know it's going to be this, that, and blah blah blah, and it's going to be an immersive MMO experience that has a full storyline for each character. Mm-hmm. What I've heard is it's pretty much just your standard MMO. It's a lot of people, you you walk up to people and they tell you, okay, go get, I need a hundred crate dragon teeth, tooths, so go. <laughs> yeah. Go out and, you know, collect them and then come back to me and then I'll give you a hundred gold coins or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and it's that's pretty much all it is. Like, it's just, it's the same stuff. There is a storyline and there is voice acting which is different from your average MMO. And there are the occasional, like, uh, conversation wheels and that sort of thing. But when it comes to, like, it, this is not a multiplayer version of Knights of the Old Republic, like everybody thinks it is. Wow. Because people seem to be incredibly excited about this game, but I can't figure out for the life of me why. Like, other than the fact that they just want to play a Star Wars uh, massively multiplayer game, but if you're not the type of person who plays those games and you're not the type of person who's willing to sink in, you know, 100 plus hours in the first month, I don't think you're going to get anything out of this, honestly. Wow. And and this is coming from someone who, I mean, you've played MMOs, right? I mean, you are are you in the World of Warcraft or I've never played World of Warcraft, but I because like similar to this, I've just never really felt like I like I don't like the idea that I have to pay mm-hmm an extra fee on top of the fee for the game. game. Um, It it just seems kind of annoying and and a little bit... I don't know, like, I understand the cost, 
when it comes to like you know you have to keep up server fees and and they're doing updates all the time and you're getting new content and stuff like that but uh but they still charge for expansion packs which are like any major changes to the game major updates Mm -hmm. and uh and it's just it's the price point if it was five dollars a month i might be able to see myself doing it but for fifteen dollars a month yeah i that just i don't know that just seems like a lot You, you can go into any GameStop or electronics boutique or anywhere that sells used games and you can pick up a pretty solid video game for 15 bucks nowadays yeah. you know like i was just in in an eb and i think uh the force unleashed 2 was like 16 dollars or something like that so like you know what if you're gonna try and charge me 15 dollars a month you better be giving me some really solid stuff but yeah definitely but i played guild wars for a little while because that was free to play online like you just had to buy the game and once you had it you could play it as much as you wanted mm-hmm. so i played that for a few months pretty uh pretty dedicatedly but um uh, i also played uh city of heroes for a while but that was again 15 dollars a month and i think i'd gotten like uh, three months free or something like that uh when i went to penny arcade so i used that and i played for three months and then you know kind of got tired of the game but hmm. well you know it's, it's too is i should i should know about paying for the games and for and for subscription because my kids have Xbox, so yeah. You know, I, of course, I play for a game. I pay for a game, and then I pay Xbox Live. But that's you know what's that forty nine dollars a year? Yeah. Um, so it's a you know it's a little cheaper, but I guess it's kind of the same idea. But uh, they they definitely get actually. Well, I get my money's worth because uh, they sure play the crap out of these these Call of Duty games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh, you know, they have one month. You can, you know, you, like you said, you can pay by the month. You can go three months. You can go six months. So, obviously, the more you uh, subscribe to, the, the little, you know, you save a dollar here and there. So, but you know, that's coming out in the, uh, I guess, for those who are really excited about it, December twentieth. So, you actually have a date finally after after all this time. Finally got a date. So, uh, anything else though in news before we hit the recap? Anything else you want to talk about? Not at no. all. Let's uh, let's jump into the the final episode of this uh, Mon Calamari trilogy. Right. Let's do it. A disturbance in the force. Very. Is it possible to learn this power? They might be believing to be the chosen one. Times. Up. I sense there's something here. The army has assembled counter to group. All troops, battle stations. This isn't gonna be easy. We'll disintegrate for sure. Suck it up, I will return, mother. Long have Sith empires been built upon the backs of slaves. Anakin has struggled to put his past behind him. I'll keep an eye on him. Bow down, Jedi Finn. Welcome to Death Watch. Alrighty, and let's kick it off with, like you said, Mike, number three in this in this arc, the prisoners or prisoners or prisoner. Uh, after achieving victory in battle, Aqua Droids and Corn Soldiers heard Moncala and Gungan prisoners 
toward internment camps. Rift Tamsin takes Anakin, Padme, Jar Jar, and Kit Fisto to a separate prison facility where he hopes to learn the whereabouts of Prince Lee Char through interrogation and torture. Tamsin puts Skywalker and Fisto inside cages made up of giant electric eels, and he shocks them when they refuse to give up any information. Nosuri is troubled by this disturbing scene. And we talked about last week when we played the, uh, the preview, Mike. It was yeah. a great little nod to uh, Indiana Jones. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Still, uh, very dangerous. You know, I love when they do this. I mean, that's, you know, none of the kids are going to get that. You know, unless you are big into Indiana Jones, uh, that's going to fly right over your head. So the diehards are, you know, get those cool little Easter eggs like that. But, uh, you know, here we go. These guys are all captured. We're, we're starting off right after last episode. And it's funny how they do this torture thing. And, you know, it's like the first rule of torture in any, when you get caught, is like, you're never going to talk. So, yeah. you know, don't even try. Uh, no, Tamsin, he's going to try to uh, get these guys to talk. But I think in the back of his mind, he knows that they're never going to say anything. I mean, these are Jedi here. They'll go down, uh, which we've seen before. Uh, who was the Jedi that, that wasn't talking and um, was getting tortured uh, and actually got killed? Wasn't that season? Was that in season two? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, you remember uh, that? Um, oh, my gosh. I'm drawing a blank. But you know what I'm talking about. He... He was being tortured by Cad Bane, and uh, he ends up he ends up dying for, through the torture, and he, he never talks. So we know this is going to happen. Uh, but I also like the fact that Nosuri he's starting to figure out, or not figure out, but he's starting to get a little troubled by what's going on. And, you know, things aren't going exactly like he had, uh, I guess, maybe been told. Yeah. You know, so he's starting to scratch his head, going, "Man, this is not this is not going the way I thought." So. Um, that's how it opened. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, meanwhile, Prince Lee Char and Ahsoka continue to hide from the Separatist forces. Lee Char keenly feels his father's absence. If the king was still alive, he could untie. Uh, he could uh, not untie. Uh, <laughs> he could unite the Mon Calamari and the Corrin. The two peoples had respected each other in the past, despite their differences, until Rift Hampson arrived to stir up trouble. Leechar realizes that the Mon Calamari, Corrin, Clone, and Gungan prisoners outnumber the droid invaders, if only he could unite them. The Prince and Ahsoka set out to find Captain Akbar for help. And so, so like you just said, Mike, we find out that, you know, obviously Tamsin is the one behind this, but, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's through Tamsin through Count Dooku. Um, yeah. But Tamsin is the one... Uh, he basically got into Nosri's head probably and said, hey, you know, this is, uh, you guys haven't had like the greatest relationship with, with the Mon Cal. And, you know, this is your chance to kind of rise above it and, and take a little leadership. So that's kind of what, what got into Nosri's head and started this whole mess. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but and we also find out too that they had a, they have, they've had this rocky relationship, but it's always been respectful um, it's been difficult, like they said, difficult but respect, respectful. So they've always kind of got along. And of course, they're going to have their little fights or whatever. But for the most part, they've got along until the, the separatist and Count Dooku and um, Rift Tamsin arrive. So uh, in the Mon Cala throne room, Rift uh, Tamsin updates Count Dooku on the situation. Nosuri asks the Count if killing the prince is absolutely necessary given the current victory against the Mon Calamari. 
but Duke, he shows no interest in the Corn's opinions. Nosiree's sinking feeling that he has forged a terrible allegiance grows as he sees that Tamsin has brought his own Carcadon enforcers to take over the city and hunt down the prince. I have interrogated the Jedi, my lord, but they will not give up the whereabouts of the prince. The Jedi's resistance to pain is impressive. Press the interrogation, Tamsin. We cannot allow the prince to survive. The royal bloodline must be broken. Count Dooku, is this necessary? The battle is won. The prince has no army to rally. Now is the time for the quorum to take the lead and think of rebuilding. Rebuild? While this battle has been won, there is still a war going on, Senator Rai. A war in which you pledged your allegiance to the separatist cause. Of course, Count. We owe you everything. Do not soon forget it. Damson, have your soldiers arrived? Soldiers? Yes, Count. We now have the city under our control. Good. Continue as planned. And there's, there you go right there, you know, here's Nosari, Nosari, he thinks the battle is over, you know, hey, you know, we, we kicked him out, um, the corn can take the lead now, and they can start rebuilding how they want to do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dooku comes in and goes, you know, time out, you know, that ain't going to happen, uh, Yeah. here's the real plan, this is what's really going on, and you, you've kind of been left in the dark about this, um, but here's the real pan, plan, um, you know, you pledged an allegiance to the separatists. So, you know, maybe he didn't say anything to Nosari, like, hey, we're going to take your planet over because we need it to use against the war. We need it for the war. Um, and, you know, of course, like I said, Nosari, he's getting that, think, you know, that feeling again, like, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? You know, all these guys that side with the separatists and Dooku, it always happens, you know. What did I get myself into? So that's what's going on. Um, up to this point, uh, Prince Lee Char and Ahsoka infiltrate one of the prison camps. The prince's presence stirs hope among the captive Mon Calamari, and he promises to free the prisoners as their king. Riff Tamsin continues to interrogate the Jedi prisoners, but they still give him no information. In an effort to get them to talk, he bites Padme's helmet, causing a small crack. Her helmet begins to fill with water, and Tamsin tells Anakin that she will drown if he continues to protect the prince. This is, uh, I don't know, it, it, for me it was like, it, it was like, okay, finally you get around to this. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he puts Jar Jar and Padme in, in these, like, these droid racks, essentially, right. to stretch them, you know, which is like an old school uh, medieval torture medieval technique. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with a Star Wars underwater twist. Um, and, uh, and and then he just leaves them there. And he goes over and he tries torturing the Jedi in the eels. And I don't get it. It's like, dude, they're Jedi. Yeah. Like, like they're not going to tell you anything. Exactly. The reason why those other two are over there. So, I don't know. It just feels like they wasted a couple minutes. They were just like, let's show off these these eels and it's like okay i get it the eels are there to stop the jedi (laughs) from being able to doing anything right like that makes sense to me because a jedi can deal with a droid and just like 
you know, pop the lock on the droid and, and get free and, you know, pull a lightsaber out and start killing dudes. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, like when there's animals involved, it's a little bit more difficult for them. Although technically Anakin does have animal affinity. We've seen him use it previous to this in Episode 2 when he calms the reek and essentially oh, tames yeah. that mm-hmm. wild reek in, in the Battle of Geonosis and hops on it and rides the thing. So, I mean, like, I don't see this being a problem for him, but he's a little bit hot-headed because Padme is involved. So, so I'll give them that. But yeah, um, yeah. I, but it just seemed like like it took them too long to get to this point, where it's like, okay, we know that that's what you guys were gonna do, and then he doesn't really torture them. He just no, pops her helmet and goes, okay, so you have enough time to get. Like it was very like James Bond ish <laughs> of yeah, them exactly. to be like. Like, I don't know, the, the eels don't even really seem like that good of a prison for them because, I mean, like, they're Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, I don't, I, I just feel like Kit Fisto in particular, they have that moment where, where I don't know if it's happened yet or, or if it's going to happen soon, where they're, they're floating in the eel cages, essentially, in these eel nets, and Anakin keeps getting shocked. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he says something to to kit fisto but like uh, how do you manage to to you know not like he's like i'm getting the hang of this or something like that and oh then, yeah and yeah. then kit fisto goes well it helps if you don't talk because kit has just been standing in the middle of his and he hasn't gotten shocked once even though he's the dude with like these tendril dreads floating around flopping all over the place and he's managing <laughs> to not get shocked yeah but uh yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like that's it, a it good just, point. Yeah, I it like seems like it, it seems like he could like Kit Fisto could just get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like the James Bond know. thing though. I like the James Bond thing because you're right. It's like a, you know, uh, Tamsin bites her helmet. She's got a slow leak, so sooner yeah. or later she's gonna drown. But it's gonna take a while. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's one of those. It is. It is a you know Bond thing. It's it's a good analogy plenty of time to to save her you know yeah uh but but here's the prince though he's he's starting to grow uh he's getting a little more confident a little more assured of himself um and he he tells his his, uh people that hey i'm gonna come back for you and uh throughout this whole um trilogy uh, i really like what they did with the prince and i even like a little bit of tams and even though i didn't really care for the uh the uh how he looked, I still yeah. kind of like the, how how character he is. He's just all a uh, bad guy. There's no in between. He's just yeah. bad, and that's it. So, uh, I'll continue. The clone commander Monk leads Lee Char and Ahsoka to Captain Akbar and Senator Mina Tills. The prince tells them of his plan to unite the prisoners to attack their captors. Akbar is still distrustful of the Quorum for the murder of the king, but Lee Char and Ahsoka believe it was Rift Tamsin who was responsible. Akbar reluctantly agrees to the plan. He is injured but still able to fight. Akadroids spot the prince and arrest him. Lichar allows himself to be captured and demands to speak to their leader. An interesting move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh yeah. Well here's a, you know, the prince he's a, he's actually inspiring a little bit Akbar. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Akbar is a little down right now. He's like, you know what, I'm hurt, I don't know, you know, and here's Lee Char kind of turning uh, turning things around and almost like, hey, you know, the teacher and the the 
the student, now the student's kind of helping the teacher out a little bit. Hey, you know, we're going to make it. But you were saying, what were you saying, though? It was, uh, you, you were going to say, Mike? Oh, it just, it just, I don't know. It, it didn't really seem like this was part of their plan. But Oh, then, yeah. Oh, they get captured, but, yeah. Yeah, but then they're like, yeah, okay, okay, let's go with this. Let's go with that. You know, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. It's interesting to see how far the characters come since the first episode. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, the droids contact Rift Tamsin with news that they have the prince in custody. Tamsin orders them to meet him in the throne room and reveals to Nosori, or Rai, Nosori, what it was it, Nosori? It's or Rai, Nosori? yeah. It's it Count Dooku, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For the first time that he intends to take full control of the planet. The Koran chieftain reluctantly follows Tamsin to the throne room, leaving the prisoners behind with Padme still in danger of drowning. Kit and Anakin use the Force to create a bubble around Padme's head, but that fails when the eels begin shocking them again. As the bubble begins to shrink, Jar Jar spits a, spits a glob of goo that sticks to Padme's helmet and seals the crack. Uh, a skill that we did not know that the, the Gungans had, but yeah. uh, I love it because he spits it and then he's like, uh, it, "What is it?" He says, "Gungan waterproofing." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "So you're telling me that that." Like that's how they, I don't know. Like that's how how they essentially, that's the natural way that they built their underwater cities and stuff like that is with this goo spit, <laughs> like yeah. this this weird phlegm. Yeah. But uh, I pretty pretty entertaining, pretty funny, and yeah. Jar Jar doing what he does best, right? Which is being obnoxious and annoying, but managing to uh, managing to help him. Huh? Yeah, but managing to help even though he is kind of yeah. disgusting and filthy. <laughs> yeah, that was a good use of the force. I like to see the force between uh, Anakin and Kit Fisto. Um, you know, because we did. I love, I love when they do that in the series. I love to see the force at work. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, it doesn't work. And like you said, Jar Jar and his spit come to the rescue. Um, the Carcadon brings, the Carcadon guards bring Lee Char and Ahsoka to meet Rip Tamsin and Nosurai in the throne room. While Tamsin gloats over his victory, Lee Char tries to persuade Norserai to join with the Moncala and avoid becoming a slave to the Separatists. Tamsin declares that the prince is to be executed publicly, and the guards take him away. Already slaves, though they may not see it. Norserai, you knew my father. Whatever differences our people had in the past, surely you must know we can work together to make Moncala whole. Dooku and Tamsin want only to exploit us and leave our cities broken and our resources depleted. What will then be left for the Quarren? Well, Nusarai, would you like to join this pitiful little fish and his dead father? There, you see? <laughs> what good would their help be anyway, Prince? The Quarren are more gutless than your people. As long as I live, I shall give all people of Moncala hope to fight another day. Hmm. Hope. We are of the same mind, Prince. That is why I have scheduled your public execution. Take him away! Nozerai, there's still time. Unite and we will defend our home. <laughs> and here's, you know, public execution. And I thought this was a pretty good... Um, kind of storytelling thing here because this whole three episodes, Dooku's been telling 
Tamsin. You know what? Mm-hmm. You can't let this guy become a martyr. You can't let this guy instill hope into his people. And what better way to instill fear and and to get rid of that hope than than a public execution? Um, you know, they used to do this all the time, and kind of a fear type of thing. You know, intimidation and kind of like I said, your hope's going to be lost when you see your leader get executed in front of in front of everybody. Uh, so pretty good uh, storytelling there. Uh, no siree. And the prince, they exchange a couple of glances. You know, it's kind yeah. of like they're starting to to go together. And a nice, inspiring speech from the prince. You know, he's 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 becoming uh, he's kind of coming into his own really quickly here. So um, some pretty good stuff there. Though I liked I liked that little scene. And uh, as we heard there, anything? Uh, what do you think of that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, it... I don't know. There there was nothing in this episode really. Uh, I mean, until the end. Yeah. That I really feel is is, is all that like worthy yeah. of dissection or or anything like that. Other than like I mentioned, Jar Jar's moment and the eels. Other than that, like yeah. it, it kind of for me it just kind of went along paint by numbers until the end, until the final battle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, last week we kind of talked about it a bit, and I think that we saw a lot of this coming, right? Yeah. Like, oh it, yeah, yeah. It's fairly. Um, I don't know, it's, like, it's, it's a, it was all, yeah, yeah, it's a standard story, and it was all foreshadowed and all that sort of thing, so mm-hmm. there's not really that many exciting things right. to this story. Until we get to the end. Until yeah. we get to the end, where there's some very unavo- uh, uh, unexpected yeah. uh, action moments. Yes, definitely. But, we'll get there. Um, I'll continue. Aquadroids lift Anakin, Kit, Padme, and Jar Jar out of the interrogation chamber and bring them to the city center to witness Lee Char's execution with the other Republic and Mon Cala captives. The Corn Guard tells Captain Akbar that they are on his side, and they secretly, secretly begin distributing weapons to the clones, Gungan and Mon Cala prisoners. When Riff Tamsin orders his Karkardon thugs to kill the prince, Nosarai intervenes. He spews a dark cloud of ink to distract the guards and pulls Lee Char to safety, then orders his Korin soldiers to fight for the prince. The Korin, combined with the Mon Calamari, Gungans, and clones, easily defeat the Karkardon guards and Aquadroids. Tamsin calls for reinforcements, and dozens more Aquadroids arrive on the scene. It's a very cool moment and a skill that I don't know that we've ever seen a Korin use before. Because we haven't really seen them in an underwater yeah, environment, yeah, um, yeah. and I mean, like, like, you, huh? yeah, you kind of expect it, but uh, but it was really cool. Like, it was a great moment where you sort of you see uh, a core and sort of give give them the nod, and then you know, like it's uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Return of the Jedi when mm-hmm. when Luke's you know he nods to Lando oh, yeah. and Lando yeah. Yeah. nods back, and then they nod to to r2d2 and then you know the lightsaber pops out and mm-hmm. everything goes to hell right <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very similar where like you've got this character who's like okay let's uh we're, we're gonna do this we're gonna liberate you guys and and fight back and uh i it was it was uh it was a cool moment yes definitely definitely yeah I, like i said it was it was uh, squid like with the with the ink i guess yeah. <laughs> uh a massive battle ensues but in the end, the droids are no match for the combined Moncala, Korn, Gungan, and clone forces. Furious, Rift Tamsin 
stabs detonating knives into several combatants around him, then swims away as the panicked soldiers explode. Tamsin confronts Lee Char and the other two engage in a fierce melee. The prince manages to break away after stealing one of Tamsin's explosive knives. He hurls the, uh, hurls the device at his enemy, lodging it deep in his shoulder. Realizing he is doomed, Tamsin swims towards the prince, hoping to kill them both. Lee Char takes aim with his weapon and shoots the knife, destroying Tamsin before he gets too close. As the Separatist commander's severed head floats to the bottom of the sea, Nosar Roy congratulates the prince on his victory in battle. Wow, what a scene, huh? Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is some crazy stuff going on here. We're talk- what, t- what time does Clone Wars air now? It airs at 8 o'clock or 8.30? Uh, 8. All right, at 8. So now it's, it used to be on at 9 o'clock, and then they mm-hmm. moved it to 8.30, and now they've moved it to 8, right? Like, right. it's kind of gone earlier and earlier. But yeah. as it goes, it's gotten less and less kid-friendly. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people who would be okay with their kids watching a lot of the Clone Wars that would probably have been taken aback by this episode and gone like, I don't know that I can let my kids watch this without having seen an episode first, right? Like, without having watched it first to know if it's okay for them to watch. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, for all intents and purposes, you would expect this episode to be full of hijinks because Jar Jar Binks is one of the featured players. Right. So, you know, most most uh, people are going to be looking at that and going like, oh, it's another one of these silly episodes with Jar Jar accidentally saving the day and he does save the day at one point but he doesn't do it accidentally and then beyond that like he's he's uh he's not even really featured that much it's all really about about like the what's going on with uh with lee char and these guys in the liberation of this uh of this planet and uh and we get this intense battle scene where first off i thought it was crazy enough that rift hampson blows up the like four they were it was like it was a mix of gungans uh mon calamari and clones i think Mm -hmm. and he just jams these things into them as he swims by and they just like pop like he just detonates them all at once and they and they literally pop like like they just turn into this black pink mist and Mm -hmm. you're like holy crap that's (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah. you, that you're not allowed to do that on TV. I don't think you know. Like, <laughs> like uh, it's uh, it's the sort of like it's it's gorier than anything we've seen in the movies, in the Star Wars movies. And we've seen people get chopped in half and get their hands cut off and arms cut off and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But it was always kind of fantasy violence at that point. This was like some straight up Jaws stuff. Yeah. Where we oh, see, yeah. you know, some some living sentient creatures uh, humanoid creatures at that just explode like mm-hmm. we know that what clones look like underneath and one of them goes kablooey and uh, i i i i was really shocked but also just kind of like that's awesome yeah that's so wicked and then when it happens to rift Tamsin, it was like it felt very satisfying to see his uh his floating uh shark head yeah sinking shark head i should yes. say um sinking to the bottom of the sea um and it was very it was very jaws oh yeah i mean that was a a reference that just kicked me right in the face when i saw it yeah 
and and some and some of these you know people even that listen to the show might not know. I mean, Jaws was out in '76, I think, or something like that. So um, this is a reference that goes way back. And like you said, uh, you know, there's there's Gungans getting shot in this thing, and then they, they they're floating there after they've been shot. Uh, like you said, Tams and stabbing these guys with the knives, and he doesn't even. That's all he does. He he stabs them and he swims away, and they're like you said, they're blowing up behind him. You know, yeah, just just devastating. Um, but Prince Lee Chark, quite the warrior. Uh, he was he was holding his own, and yeah, like I said, this this Jaws reference was so in your face. I mean, here's Tams, and he's got the knife in him, right? Yeah, and he's swimming. He knows this thing's gonna blow up, just like in Jaws. He's got the air tank in his mouth. Yeah, um, he's he's swimming towards Lee Chark, getting ready to chomp him, just like Jaws was to Roy Scheider. <laughs> yeah. and, and here's Lee Char with his blaster, you know, his spear blaster thing. He's shooting at him, yeah. and he's missing. <laughs> you know, and finally he he zooms in, he aims in, and he gets a nice aim, and then boom, and then you see the head floating, like you said. I mean, you can't get any closer reference than that. Yeah, you know, yeah. All I was waiting for him just was Lee Char always to say, "Smile, you son of a beep." You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I was missing. So, but I thought it was cool. I mean, what a great way to finish it, man! Blowing yeah. him up. I, I love those blasters, by the way. It's just nice yeah, to see cool? something different. That like they they serve the same purpose and they do the same thing. You know, they just shoot blaster bolts. But for them to be like these these blaster pikes, almost where they've kind of got like that axe end on them, but that's the end that you hold, mm-hmm. and then they kind of like oh man, it's I yeah. there's a that's lot a of stuff weapon. in this trilogy that was done really well. Yeah. That was really cool. And and this final moment was one of them. It was just so great. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish it off here. Senator Tills and Nosurai crown Lee Char as the king of Mon Calamari. Nosurai pledges the Quorn's uh, people's full support to the king, and Lee Char promises his loyalty to all of his people. Your father would be so proud. I know. May the blessings of the water keep you. The might of your ancestors give you strength. As representative of the Koran people, I pledge our loyalty to you. And as your king, I pledge my loyalty to all people of Moncala. I present... King Lee Cha. Long live the king. Long live King Lee Cha. Long live the king. Long live King Lee Cha. And that's how we finish out this arc and put a nice little bow on the end of that one. Lee um, mm. Cha has successfully risen to uh, to be the king, and I think you know this is one of those ones where that the uh, fortune cookie in the beginning. Um, pretty much lays out the whole story. It said, uh, yeah. I think it says something like kingdoms are inherited or, um, oh, what was it? And something is earned. Gosh, what the heck was it? Anyway. Uh, you know what? I've got the Wikipedia thing open here, so I'm sure that it says somewhere. Crowns uh, are inherited, kingdoms are earned. That's kingdoms are, yeah, exactly. And, and that's exactly what happened here. He got the support just because he was yeah. he was out there on on the front lines and and uh, backing up what he said. So a nice little arc, you know, um, some good stuff, underwater stuff. Uh, like we said last week, I didn't think it was as strong as season three's 
um, opening. But nonetheless, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I uh, love some of the callbacks to Indiana Jones and Jaws and all that. So, some uh, good way to start off the season. What do you think, Mike? Good, a uh, good end to the uh, to the second battle of Mon Calamari, as it's referred to on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. because apparently, the the battle in which uh, uh, Kit Fisto fights everything uh, in the in the Kennedy Tartakovsky series is considered canon. Um, and they, it's not like just a part of this battle or something like that. It's, it's a battle that took place earlier, mm-hmm. a- according to Wikipedia. But okay. here's the thing. StarWars.com no longer has any information on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like very little information when it comes to characters and, and locations and stuff. And just says for more information, go to Wikipedia. So the Star Wars Wiki, uh, Wikia.com, like StarWars.Wikia.com, is kind of an official source now. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's weird yeah, that yeah. that's the way that it is, but it's almost as official as uh, as the actual StarWars.com. So apparently, this is the second battle of Mon Calamari, which I thought was an interesting thing to note. Mm-hmm. So that when we're talking about it, that's how we'll refer to it uh, yeah, instead of yeah. yeah, it's the second battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed the arc as a whole. Um, it was. Uh, it was a strong story, but uh, you know what? To me, no stronger than uh, than a lot of the previous arcs. No stronger than the mm-hmm. the Ryloth arc. No stronger than I don't know. Right. I don't know. Name another arc. <laughs> the, oh, the malevolence arc. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, you know, yeah, the Night Sisters and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's not it's not standout. There's some really standout moments in it. Obviously, those final moments of of action uh were very interesting but um nothing really i don't know i don't know that there's anything that's going to stick with me all that much mm-hmm. in this um and and to be honest there's a few moments that i'm kind of like i would have liked a little bit more you know i would have liked a little bit more of kit fisto mm-hmm. doing his thing underwater and to, for him to be a little bit more distinct right. in the underwater battle for it to be like you know you say okay so Anakin can kind of fight underwater, but not nearly as well. And but like, Kit Fisto is amazing. He should be amazing. He should be unbelievable when right. he's in his element like that. But mm. that's just me. I'm a Kit Fisto fan, so I'm always going to say that. Right? So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, we're gonna hit uh, ready to try the mailbag out. Yeah, let's jump in there. Uh, Wait a minute, play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. All right, we got a message from uh, Jared Sly. Mike, you want to go uh, read this one? Yeah. Uh, right. Hey, hey Frontlines hosts. I thought I'd drop you a line about a prediction I'm getting really excited over. In the video you recently posted on your site, Voicing an Army, toward the end there's a bunch of fast-paced shots to get you excited for what's coming up. In one shot, it shows a Trandoshan in some sort of prison uniform fighting off red clone troopers. If you pause it at just the right moment, you see a kid behind it. I'm pretty sure that that's Bosk and the young Boba Fett in a Prison Break episode. Furthermore, in the extended trailer, you see a shot of Cad Bane in the exact same uniform. I don't remember him going to prison, but maybe that'll be in a new episode. I know it's a long shot, but I think it, I might be right on this one. Keep up the great shows, Jared. 
So that's from that's from Jared Sly, who is one of our longtime listeners. Yes. Uh, that's interesting, and it's got me going. I'm putting in, typing in Clone Wars podcast.com as we uh, discuss this, and I'm going to see if I can find yeah. what he's talking about. You know, I, while you're watching it, I, I did, um, I broke this down a little bit myself, and I did it like frame by frame. And it's, I mean, there definitely is a Bosk, um, you know, there's definitely a Transocean there. I, whether mm-hmm. it's Bosk, I don't know, probably, I mean, it's hard to tell. Um, and, and there is a kid behind him, and Again, it's hard to tell if it's Boba Fett or not. I didn't really think it was, but you never know. I don't know. It's it's so fast. I mean, it's it cuts so fast. It's really hard to see. I mean, yeah. Even even with, um, you know, trying to go frame by frame, it's it's really hard to see. And I don't even remember seeing a shot of Cad Bane. It was it was it was going so fast. So I, I guess I'll have to watch it again. Um, but that's interesting. Um, they've talked about. You know Boba Fett and 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 Bosk, and are they ever going to get out sooner or later? Uh, I thought they did say that they were going to somehow get out, so I'm sure we're going to see some type of jailbreak episode. Um, yeah, in this one, so or maybe I don't know if it's going to be this season. It sounds like it through the uh, or it looks like it through the uh, previews there. So I don't know. You haven't got have you? You said you haven't seen this section yet. I, you know, I have. I mean, we've watched it, yeah. I just haven't noticed it, right? Yeah. Um, Because, like you said, yeah, like, there's just so much. I mean, like, I've noticed the Death Watch. I've noticed uh, that we're going to go to, or at least we're going to see a lot of imprisoned, um, uh, oh, shoot, what's the species that Shakti and uh, and, and Ahsoka are? Oh, the Taruga? Taruga, yeah, yeah. Taruga, yeah. There's a bunch of, like, it looks like imprisoned Taruga or, like, slaves or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of reminds me of an earlier story in uh, in one of the comics um, in like Clone Wars. Uh, what are the? It, I think they're just called Star Wars Clone Wars, but they're like the little digest size ones. I got them. I got a lot of them when they when they first started coming out, and there was a story about Togruta slaves, and apparently, like that's it's fairly common. So I think we're going to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing like it. And I think that this is part of the same story with, like, these dudes with, like, they have, like, lightsaber whips, like, laser yeah. whips. Yeah, um, And it looks like, I, I I would think that they're the slavers. Uh, I mean, we've got, we got some stuff with Plo Koon, some stuff with Asajj Ventress. We got mm-hmm. the Phase 2 armor. I'm trying to, you know, like, I, I can't, I don't even pinpoint the moment that he's talking about. Um no, we're talking about the extended season four trailer. It's uh, it's actually like you said, it's right. It's that voicing. Uh, no, it's the voicing an army. Oh it's no, the, yeah, okay, sorry. It was the voice. I was looking in the wrong. Uh, yeah. Wrong video. Voicing an army. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. And it's uh, it's towards the end when there's a lot of jump cutting around. Yeah. Um, but like I said, yeah, that prison break episode. I've I've heard it a lot. We've talked about it. And I'm psyched. I'm psyched for these flying lizard things. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's really exciting to me. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. There's there's so much stuff that we've seen. I think this is the most that we've seen of a season in the trailers. Uh, okay, yeah. So I'm seeing these guys in their red prison uniforms. I see one of those, a Gotal, I think, and a Duro. So, yeah, it might be Cad Bane, but it doesn't specifically say, right? Like, right, yeah. There's no way to really... 
He's got some Orobesh on his sleeve, but I don't... It doesn't... Just at a glance, it doesn't look like it says Cad Bane. Because... Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, like, I'm no Orobesh expert, but I do know the language well enough to pick out basic numbers, but... Yeah, and it could be... It might it might very well be Bosk in there because you know maybe he's in some kind of orange. It looked like he was in like some kind of orange jumpsuit. Maybe that's a prison garb or something. Because yeah. the kid behind him, I think, is in the same type of suit. Um, so that definitely could be uh, could be something there. Seems like a bad idea to put Bosk and uh, Boba in the same cell, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> or even in the same prison. <laughs> yeah. Just seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know about that. But that I, was... I want to see more Bosk. I'd like it if it was Bosk. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, we're also going to see uh, Dengar this season too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I I could imagine that that's part of the storyline that Dengar is the one who busts them out. Maybe yeah. There it is. Right? That could be uh, that could be an interesting story. That's it right there. You got it. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, Jared, that's from Jared. Yeah, like you said, long time. Uh, Good eyes, Jared, because you're picking up on things that, like, I, yeah. I watched that and I was like, oh, that's sweet. That looks like some really cool stuff. But I really only saw the stuff that we'd already seen. And going back to that extended season four trailer, that I did see dudes in in prison uniforms, but mm-hmm. I never put it together that they were prison uniforms before. I just saw guys in orange jumpsuits, right? Like it didn't click until until he said something. So. Yeah. So good on you, Jared. That's uh, good eyes. Good eyes. Good guys. And uh, you know, talking about uh, our Facebook post of the week, and it, it was like we just talked about Mike. This is from Chris Grog, and he said, uh, "Oh my! Now that was graphic, but sweet. Frag tag for the win." And obviously, he's talking about uh, Rift Hamson getting basically fragged, like he said. And uh, yeah. talk about graphic. You know, here's here's a uh, Chris is talking about the same thing, how graphic it was, and. Um, it kind of sometimes that kind of stuff goes over my head because my kids are a little older, so they can handle stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I realize, wow, you know, there's there's still like eight and nine year olds watching this, so I don't know if that's, um, uh, you know, they always talk about it's PG violence and all that, so you kind of know what you're getting into. But yeah, um, that's that's cool there. So um, unless Boba got a haircut, I don't think that's him, and it doesn't really look like a kid to me. Yeah. Like yeah. Him. Exactly, because I, 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 the hair thing was different to me, and that's totally Bosk, though. You think so? Be, yeah. yeah, that's totally Bosk. Yeah, mm-hmm. if not, it's another Trandoshan that looks exactly like him. But we've seen a lot of Trandoshans to this point, and yeah. Bosk has a specific look. And I think that they've gone out of their way to make sure yes. that that so, the yeah. other Trandoshans don't look like Bosk. Like he's the right color, and his face is the right shape. And we've like, like I said, we've seen a lot of Trandoshans so far. So, yeah. But there is a there is a Rodian back there as well, so maybe it's Greedo, again. Oh, <laughs> maybe I, that would be really cool. I think to see like Coming a bunch back. of the bounty hunters in one episode, mm-hmm. like like sort of all of them inside this prison, and it's like, you know, yeah, no bounty hunters, but with with the old school bounty hunters, yeah. you know, that we're so used yeah. to. Anyways, you'd moved on to the Facebook post. Oh week. yeah. We've we've gone through that. Um, actually, we're we're jumping to uh, next week's episode. Okay, let's 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 do that. Yeah. So next week, um, I'm kind of uh, excited about this one. Uh, Shadow Warrior. 
when the gun when the leader of the Gungans, Boss Leone, is injured, it's discovered there is an uncanny resemblance between the boss and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Binks must sway his people from rising against the Naboo and stopping a separatist invasion led by General Grievous. <laughs> a little preview of Shadow Warrior and we got a lot of Jar Jar so he's going to be back next week as well. Holy mackerel we got that. And this uh, is a this is a three episode arc is it not? Like this is another arc? Is it really? I I, I think so. I don't know. Uh, I, didn't, I don't know. Let me, uh, let, let me look this up because you know that's the first time that I've heard that audio. Um, I uh, I, I like because we in Canada we don't get previews. Oh, okay. <laughs> unfortunately, um, for the next episode, uh, let's see. We've got Shadow Warrior, Mercy Mission, and then Nomad Troids, and then Darkness on Umbara is. Oh, yes. uh, That's going up to October first. So Mercy Mission, no description yet on Wikipedia. Let me see if Wikipedia's got it because that's where they had it last time. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, like I, I'm keen on more Jar Jar. I'm always good for more Jar Jar. Well, it was funny is you can't, you'll see it when you watch the episode. But we have we we have a one. Uh, it's about a one minute little clip that you can get on Cartoon Network. Yeah, and uh, it was actually pretty funny because Jar Jar he comes in and he and he's sitting on the chair and he's trying to adjust the seat and it's going up and down. <laughs> It was actually I, I kind of laughed a little bit. I go, "Holy, this is this is pretty funny." You know, it's one of those classic, you know, comedy skits where you know nothing works right. You know, he's trying to sit down and it's going up and down. And he can't figure it out, um, and he's trying to act, you know, professional. It was a pretty good little clip there, um, but yeah, like I said, we're getting Grievous back, and it looks like uh, they're going to try to invade uh, Naboo again. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more time, so we'll see how that happens. Well, we've got we have a preview clip over on on uh, CloneWarsPodcast.com, the same one that they've got on StarWars.com with Dooku and uh, and Anakin uh, dueling. Oh, sweet! Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, and that, and it's from it's from the next episode. So, um, awesome. so there, and he's got a moment where where Dooku is like, you know, we're gonna attack Naboo again, and and Mm-hmm. And Anakin's like, you were part of the battle on Naboo before, and Dooku's like, the Sith control more than you know, and all that sort of thing. Mm. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Nice, awesome, interesting. Well, you know what? Also, too, before we close it up, um, apparently, uh, 
I was uh, I follow a, a guy on Twitter by the name of he does Big Shiny Robot, and he was talking about this particular episode and how it's it also does what Bounty Hunters did last season, where it's a story uh, from um, uh, Kurosawa, mm-hmm. and uh, the story is called Kegemushu, I believe, which uh, means Shadow Warrior. So this story is going to be, I guess, maybe resemble a little bit of Kegemusha, where, um, like it talks about here, you know, Jar Jar, he kind of resembles uh, the boss, and the boss is injured or whatever happens. Yeah. He's, he's got to play the, uh, play the okay. part. So. Cool. So that's, uh, we might get another uh, Kurosawa reference in here, so we'll see how that turns out. But um, looking forward to Shadow Warrior uh, this uh, Friday. So, But uh, cool. that's, that's going to do it for this week, huh? That's it. That's, that's it. it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. As always, uh, do not forget to check us out online at CloneWarsPodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is CloneWars. We have a ridiculous number of people following us over on Twitter. Um, Twitter.com slash CloneWars. You can also head over to our Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com slash podcast. And you can also join our Facebook group, which is where we have our discussions and... Uh, and that's where you can either the page or the group is where you can uh, get in on the conversation and you can uh, you can end up with your comments on the show like yes. uh, like Chris did this week. And uh, if you want to be like Jared and point out things that we are not clever enough to find out or figure out, uh, you can uh, you can email us at uh, Mike at Clone Wars Podcast dot com or Matt at Clone Wars Podcast dot com. Uh, and, uh, and you can also, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, twitter.com slash arkwolf. That's A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And, uh, Matt, you want to give your Twitter? Oh yeah, sure. It's, uh, the crankster, T-H-E-K-R-A-N-K-S-T-E-R, the crankster. And, uh, yeah, definitely contact us. Let us know. Like, like Mike said, man, um, sometimes we miss stuff. Yeah, uh, just like you know, Jared spot some stuff, and then we went back and freeze frame. Be like, oh wow, jeez, I guess I should look at these more closely sometime. You get little clues and stuff like that. So definitely keep us in the loop and uh, let us know whether it's Facebook or uh, the email. So we appreciate it. Absolutely. So that's gonna do it, I guess, Mike. So we'll see everybody next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always. <laughs>